Hi everyone, my name is Martin Matichevich and I'm the co-founder of Beautiful Minds. If you've listened to the previous episodes, you'll know that this podcast is all about elevating your personal and professional life. Each week we bring on an incredible thinker, someone who's at the forefront of their specific field, and then they deliver a valuable lesson within the discussion. It's up to you to then take that lesson and put it into action. We can't do that for you. However, in recent weeks, there's been a lot of changes out there globally. Things like global lockdown measures, self-isolation, social distancing, and many more. These are all unfamiliar things, especially to me. However, that doesn't mean opportunities cease to exist. No, quite the opposite. And that's why it's my aim to tailor the content specific to what we're going through. Don't miss out. Hi everyone, this is Beautiful Minds and my name is Martin. My guest today is Alexei Molchanov, multiple world records holder and eight-time world champion in freediving. Alexei, you're also a coach, traveler and speaker, so I'd love to go into more detail about that as well. First of all, how are you? Hello, Martin. I'm great and uh, it's a bit busy time here right now and I think everywhere in the world, but uh, yeah. like, lots of homework, lots of homework. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting much free diving done these days or have you taken a bit of a break? Not at all. Just sitting home and doing some stretching and breath holds and uh, preparing some exercises to, for the community, uh, for yeah. free divers to stay home and to prepare for like future dives. So lots of things can be done at home, but also just doing like a lot of like homework in terms of business, in terms of like getting ready for the season. Yeah, life admin. Alex, I want to talk a bit more about your free diving because I know this is something which runs in the family and I know you've been dedicating your whole life to it pretty much. I mean, your record runs uh, decades now. So like, what's your secret? How do you keep the hunger alive? <laughs> Uh, I think the main secret is I enjoy it and uh, I try not to overdo it, not to, I, well, I was never really like pushing my records to do the record. I, I was starting really slow in the beginning and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm staying so long in the sport. I started 2004 and uh, freediving now for 16 years and my first world record was in the pool, 250 meters uh, dynamic breath hold dive with the monofin. And it was uh, 2008, so like four years later. And then I, I was in school. I was in like I was a, st- a student back then. Like I was in university, and I I was basically like I was happy this day. But next day, I remember there was nothing. Like I, I was back to normal. There's not like you are a world record holder. You like you're uh, stay like euphoric about it for many days. No, like for me, it's like it was. It was an uh, amazing experience that uh, you achieved something. It's like your challenge for, for, for you. Like if you uh, have the goal, you uh, perfect your skills, you improve your skill set to achieve something. But then uh, you're happy. But the next day work starts again. And then my next world record was 2012. So another four years. So it was a long road for me. And I think that's the main reason why I actually kept this interest and I, I think for a lot of activities in the world like if you do things too fast and you progress too fast you burn yourself out and you don't want to do it anymore if you slowly progress and you enjoy it you take it as a lifestyle activity you, you can go for a much much longer period of time 
do you find it quite competitive? I know it's not a very safe sport. I know a lot of people have had accidents. Um, my family's Croatian, and I know Gordon Cholak has been a big, big figure in Croatia. Um, how did it feel, first of all, to break his record? And how do you feel when that competitive edge comes over you and then there's still that sense of danger? So uh, in my mind, I, I look at danger from two sides. And freediving, uh, objectively, there is for sure there's a danger. It uh, can be handled with the proper safety rules. And the most important uh, rule in freediving is diving with the body, with uh, somebody who can support you and look after you. And then after you have security measures and in training, in competition as well. I know like in competition, there are triple, quadruple safety uh, measures to provide safety and then I basically knowing that some aspects of freediving can be dangerous when I'm diving I feel completely safe so I'm yeah. not I don't I'm not scared like when I'm diving I feel safe and if you look at freediving in general it's it's obviously like it's a breath hold activity it's done in the water with some simple rules it becomes very very safe and uh, it's only when you don't follow the rules it becomes unsafe and then uh, looking at other sports like there is less also chances like there is less there is no speed for example like comparing to something like winter sports where you can crash you can break your like uh, bones and stuff like freediving if you look actually think about it it's actually uh, like safer than most sports we know right and we're used to it's just because it's new and it's unfamiliar and people think it's dangerous but it, in general it's like actually less dangerous than most of the sports we do and we know okay interesting and the mental preparation involved, I guess that's quite intense. I know you talked earlier about stretching. I'm assuming you meant physically, but what about the mental training that you have to go through? Because I know when you go into that water, you almost have to empty your mind. Right. And that's a big part of freediving. In freediving, you gotta, um, you got to be physically fit, of course, and have technique and everything. But uh, if you're not relaxed, freediving is about relaxation and about fine-tuning the skill of relaxation. And that's a very complex skill. It's, it can sound very easy to relax. And when somebody says you relax, say you relax, it's like, but there is, it's a technique. It's an actually a very complex technique, which takes years to perfect. And freedivers, they're like really good with this technique and developing this technique because uh, you cannot go really deep and you cannot handle the pressure, physical pressure, like uh, 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 hydrostatic pressure compressing your lungs. You cannot handle it unless you're relaxed. So if you're not relaxed, you will feel like very big tension and you'll uh, turn and come back to the surface. So like you got to relax and uh, uh, you got to be able to work with anxiety, with stress, with a sensation that you're like, gotta, going to dive. So freedivers learn how to be comfortable in stressful situations. That's like one of the main skills for freediving, which can be useful, very useful for everyday life as well. I see. And I, th I think that's the element we want to take away, the bit for everyday life. And I know you said it's a complex technique, but is there like a one, two, three step process that we can maybe get started with? Yes. And the, the first part, uh, which we all familiar with is breathing, familiar and unfamiliar. So it's, it's breathing. And breathing uh, helps us to understand if we are stressed or if we are calm. So the very easy test, if you are stressed or calm, is to try to uh, observe your breathing pattern. And you don't need to control it. You don't need to accelerate your breathing. You just try to observe what you do now. And if you can, 
uh, like hold at least a second, like around a second, not more, a little pause after exhale. So when you exhale passively, and then you can observe this pause and you can feel comfortable with the pause and exhale. And then you uh, don't emphasize inhale. You don't think about inhale. You make inhale happen automatically. So you you observe this process, which should be, which is automatic. And then when we're stressed, we're not controlling that and then it becomes faster, like we breathe faster, right? And then we can uh, do this check, check of pause and exhale. And if it doesn't uh, exist at this moment, we enforce it. We like hold our breath and exhale. And then we make ourselves not to inhale deeply. We make ourselves to inhale very like small portion of air and then exhale again. So really we uh, adjust our uh, stress level with a technique of breathing. So that's one, one way to, uh, to improve your stress level in any situation, right? Your stressful environment, so breathing technique. Then another technique is perspective where you uh, focused on something stressful and uh, freedivers use the technique where they defocus their attention and that's a technique which is very specific technique for deep diving, but it can be used for everyday life where you, when you're stressed, you are very uh, focused and attached on the problem and on a stressful problem, uh, whatever it is around. And then if you, uh, if you feel this raising level of anxiety, you, you want to change perspective and like you want to think about the whole situation from a little bit from a side, right? Because freedivers, when they... Uh, dive to depth they might think okay i'm gonna dive really deep i'm gonna have this urge to breathe i'm gonna get compression but if you look from it like from the outside perspective free divers they should enjoy the diving in the first place they do what they do because they like enjoy diving and when i'm doing my record dives i i'm not thinking about suffering i'm gonna go through and like fatigue and all that i'm, I'm thinking okay i'm doing this dive it's a challenge and I'm doing it because I, I, I love freediving. So when you have stressful situation in your life, you can change perspective and just think, how did you get into this situation? Like, is it like a challenge where you can uh, grow some of your skill, improve some of your, of your skills? And if it's connected to your work, that's the work you do. So if you do it every day and that's something, you have something stressful there, that's a challenge for your, some of your skills, your patience, your, uh, ability to negotiate and all that and if you feel stressed like maybe it's just because you lack some skills which you can improve right if you if you have like public speaking to do you uh, just think about what makes you stressed what what is your the source of your fear so this perspective to understand like why what are you afraid of and how to how to improve it this uh, and then like try to feel pleasure from the process i think that's the most uh, like specific takeaway you can you can have for, from free divers uh, uh, like experience right if you don't if you don't enjoy what you do uh, it's very hard to relax it's very hard to actually be efficient and if you if you in, in any situation in life you try to enjoy that and if it's if, if it's not enjoyable try to understand how it can be useful for you how it make you better like in something in most uh, like uh, um, improve some of your skills right so like yeah. this change of perspective will help for sure so before i go and recap some of the key points that i i picked up on uh, i just want to ask about that competitive aspect because i know in life as well as free diving it can have a competitive element what's your goal what's your 
I know you said you're not thinking about the stress and the the anxiety and the fatigue afters, but what is the goal in mind when you go into that free dive just before a world record? Uh, for these uh, very specific tasks, right? So in, free, in, in, the, in the actual deep dive, uh, from outside, it seems like very difficult feat to do, a very difficult thing to do. Uh, but it, at the same time, it's, it's simple compared to our everyday life. So sport is very interesting. Uh, example of how we can perfect simple things. They are very complex at the same time. A lot of things going on during the dive. You need to do a lot of things. But compared to everyday uh, life, it's it's relatively simple. So it's ability to perfect your uh, skills to the extreme. And in this case, it's like equalization, it's feeling, it's swimming, it's uh, relaxation. And uh, in these moments when it's the test of your skills, it's a focus. It's It's your ability to focus and to uh, execute at the highest level all what you learned during, practice, during the practice. If you didn't practice, there is basically the practice is the foundation of, of all that, right? And then we, when we dive, we uh, basically we need to uh, execute everything without uh, being in a way of our automatic skills. We do, when we train, we make things automated. When we dive, like thousands of times, thousands of dives, we make our, like, all, all the movements I, I do during the dive, they're all memorized. They're all automatic. Yeah. So the practice for, for deep dives, they make me remember that. So when I'm diving, I'm just, I need to be not in a way of my body knowing what to do. And then when we practice anything, any skill in life, we, uh, we feel confidence. Right. If you don't feel confident, that may be because you didn't practice enough. So you try to uh, like work through the situation with other skills, like with imagination, like being creative, right? Or like understand where where is your limit and and uh, stop when it's not safe, for example. But with a so for my dive, I know I had I had put like thousands of hours in my training, so I trust my body, and then this sensation of trust is the main uh, idea I have my, in my head. So I'm trusting my skills, I'm trusting my body, I'm trusting to my abilities, and I'm trusting to the environment. And uh, that, that combination that brings this uh, possibility to do the records. Because if you're not trusting yourself, if you're not trained, then you cannot execute on the, high, like on the highest level. If you're not trusting the environment, like your safety team, your team, like uh, uh, your business team, uh, if you're not trusting your environment, then you also cannot perform at the highest level. So it's this combination of trust, uh, like inward, like inward trust and outside, uh, outside world trust, and that makes you relaxed, and that makes you like, like really focus on the on the task, focus hundred percent. And then you, uh, I'm diving, and I know everything, and I uh, try not to let any idea, any extra thought, any extra like. Uh, tension into my head to, to enter into my head I'm, I'm going down and I'm, I'm making sure that every movement is perfect uh, the most economical mode I can do right so in free diving the goal is to be very uh, economical in terms of oxygen consumption right here oxygen like uh, uh, is our resource and we use and we learn how to use this resource in the most efficient way and that's the goal, the only goal in my mind. I'm going down, I'm spending oxygen in the most economical way. And that's it. And I'm keeping this focus, that's very precise focus for like four minutes. 
four minutes, no breathing, moving, and that's like and that's uh, like the main focus of my mind. And then that's an example of task, right? That's the task, one of the complex tasks, but it's just one task, deep diving. And then if you have this concept of like 100% focus when you need to, and you and you have skills and you have team, you can focus the same way on any task in your everyday life. If you have important task, if you have important project, if you have something like you have in your mind, and if you're unsure or you didn't start the project yet or something, like just find the find the reason uh, why you didn't do this. Is it skills? Is it environment? And just like and remember about practice. Like I I do these deep dives only because I did it for like 15 years. So I yeah. can do the world records. I, I have skills for that. Um, and then people they study they improve skills in whatever field they feel interested in. If you if if you want to do something, you miss skills. Go for skills. Practice. Get some hours, like tens of hours, hundreds of hours of something you love. And then you'll have confidence. So confidence comes from practice. Yeah. And it's interesting how there's so many parallels between, uh, I guess, any sport, but in particular, free diving and everyday life, right? Like we keep on yeah. comparing it and it's, you know, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, because I like to do this, I like to compare free diving because it's, it's, it's a sport, it's a very beautiful sport. It's yeah. a very unusual sport because I, that's what keeps me. Uh, uh, it keeps me like really uh, engaged with the sport and, and do this for many years because it's very complex. I was a competitive swimmer before I was doing classical swimming, yeah. but in free diving, free diving, you have this another level of complexity. You hold your breath, you, you are for deep diving, you compressed as well. You compressed with this like uh, on 130 meters, it's 14 bars, 14 atmospheres. So you yeah. compressed with a huge pressure and it's a big test for you. Like it's a big, uh, test for your mental uh, ability to relax, and it's uh, it's just fascinating how how human can adapt to this, and then it, yeah. this complexity keeps me keeps me in the sport for so many years. And I, when I'm doing this, I just see how many useful techniques and learnings uh, can freediving bring to everyday life for people. When they start freediving, they just feel healthier. They learn how to breathe. Just be, there are a lot of physical benefits. You learn how to breathe. You learn how to control your breathing better and relax better. And then your capillaries, your capillaries become more uh, elastic because of all the physiological aspects of freediving, compression. It's a really good gymnastic for capillaries. And uh, also mental work, this stress resistance. Uh, and that, that's just like really, really fascinating for me. So when you get to that 130 meters, and you decide, okay, I have to go back up. What's going through your head? How do you know that's the true limit if you're under so much focus? Uh, with deep diving, there is uh, a safety rule where you need to set up the bottom where you know you're going to turn, right? So in deep oh, diving, okay. in the pool, when you hold your breath for time or, or when you dive in the pool for distance, you can just keep going if you feel good because you can surface any any moment, right? Uh, if you if you do this in the pool, if you do a deep dive at the bottom, you would you don't have you don't have uh, ability to know. That's the tricky part. If you dive like to this depth because of relaxation, because of uh, such a like uh, meditative strong meditative state, you can just free fall for another five seconds, another ten seconds, and you will not know uh, actually when to turn and that's uh, where your judgment 
need, you need to judge, you need to plan in advance, right? And then I, I plan my dives in advance and I plan, the, plan them uh, based on my trainings. And I know this is my previous experience. I will improve my, I will improve my dive next time like by this many meters, one meter, two meters. And this uh, process, like very, like, uh, s s like slow step-by-step -step process is where you plan your dive, you know where, where to turn. And then after the turn, it's actually the hardest part of the dive. You turn, you start ascending on the way up and uh, there is much more power needed to come back from the depth. It's easier to go down, but it's harder to come up. I see, okay. So it's almost like you're setting a limit before you go in and then I'm just trying to think if there's any parallels between that and real life, everyday life, I guess. Uh, uh, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically... Uh, stick to the plan. Planning. It's, it's, a, it's a planning, yeah. And then if you, if you feel like, you, uh, like it's not your day, if it doesn't work with, a, with this uh, uh, dive you, you planned, it's much, a, lot of, a lot of the time it's much wiser to turn and prepare again, right? Yeah. Sometimes going for the, the like dive or going for something you planned uh, and uh, even if you feel along the way that something is wrong it's not wise to really push to the limit right if you need to like in free diving uh, you go down on the way down you listen to your body you listen to your senses you listen to how's everything going on if your rib cage compressed you feel comfortable your equalization you pinch your nose and you equalize your eardrums if that feels comfortable and you feel like is oxygen, like you have enough oxygen for the way up, like everything is on track. And then if something is wrong, it takes a lot of actual effort and uh, will to turn. Because sometimes we are like, we, we set our mind to do something and it's hard to turn. And I, I think that's one of the, like one of their uh, useful skill to be able to actually, uh, to be able to take decision when it's good time to stop. like or when to turn to rest prepare again and try again right so it's something for like everyday life it would be some, doing something and uh like knowing when to stop knowing when to yeah, like the project the new a business or something yeah. doesn't work as you plan it to work like you stop better earlier than later replan and try again so that's yeah. that's something like about uh, about that exactly and um, yeah just Knowing, knowing that uh, you don't always have hundred percent control of, of your life as well. Yeah. Like we depend on environment, we depend on circumstances. Like uh, we free divers, we at, at the bottom, I, we know that we cannot trust our judgment just in this specific situation because of uh, nitrogen narcosis. When you go down in diving, there is this nitrogen narcosis. Uh, which comes much much earlier after 40 meters in free diving it comes later in free diving because we hold our breath nitrogen narcosis makes you a little bit like slower right but uh, that's one of the thing we have in free diving we know we know how to deal with it we know it's there we plan our dives differently we set the limit and and there uh, sometimes planning uh, some people don't uh uh do the planning well as like really well and wise as well and they learn how to do this uh, like actually gauge their abilities better because sometimes like beginner free divers they think they can dive deeper but then they cannot and this uh, knowledge and wisdom to know how deep you can dive it comes with the years it comes yeah, like yeah. when you learn your capabilities
Absolutely. And I think it's, it's actually similar to young people when uh, they are on some, like they have like a lot of ideas and a lot of projects, mm. but you don't know your capabilities yet. And then you just like go full forward. And it's good. It's, you, you gain experience, right? Unless you lose a lot of money or time, it's, it's great. Uh, but then with more time, you, you, you know yourself, you, you know your skills better. And then you can gauge your like projects you want to uh, yeah. engage on. You, you know that better. And then, then you, like if something is not uh, uh, working really well, you stop earlier. You're like, okay, this is not my thing. I'm doing another thing. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really good advice. You know, a lot of people that I've spoken to, especially with regards to this podcast and my career, a lot of them have said the same thing. Try and focus on one or you know, even two or three things and try and focus on them properly. And then you'll know very quickly if you put in the hours, whether that's for you or not, you know. So I think what you're saying definitely yeah. applies. It's, yeah. I, I just want to ask you also, uh, I have a few questions that I normally ask people at the end of the podcast. Uh, so I'm going to ask you as well. Mm-hmm. What's your greatest fear? Uh, what's my greatest fear? That's a good question. I'm just trying to think if it's like a fear to sort of lose time and uh, not to execute or not to be able to do everything I can do. Yeah. Like right right now, like you know, like waste time on something. I think it's that's that one of the fears. Right. Yeah, it drives efficiency, and maybe it's not. It's 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 one of the fears, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's very good actually. Like it's one of the fears to, uh, like which which uh, drives you but it also doesn't let you enjoy and stop and maybe enjoy rest so much right so mm-hmm. i think it, it 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 it's risky to like it, it, there is risk to overwork and like actually become tired so I, the same way i'm enjoying free diving I, I don't want to stop enjoying the work i do and i'm doing all the work in connection to free diving uh, community and business and uh, equipment as well uh, for free diving so everything around free diving and I'm a very very hard worker I, I can work like very long hours that. every day yeah so I think uh, like maybe that's something I will adjust with time but I enjoy it anyway I enjoy it now and I think that's one of my drivers like I want to work every day I put a lot of hours in it and like I want to uh, do a lot and like this fear of not doing enough is one of the things what do you do on a daily basis that is a non-negotiable something that you do without fail uh well maybe there's more than one thing like is it like a like a work action or like a, a daily habit maybe it like could be personal it could be work related yeah hmm I, well, I do every day, I would uh, do breathing exercises. So for me, it's like part of my everyday, like being a freediver, basically it's my uh, like daily routine, daily habit, breathing exercises. Uh, and uh, I, I would basically work even on the weekends. So I think like my work, like being, uh, developing uh, their business is something like I do every day. I think I, I, it's very hard to me to take even one day off of that. Yeah. Uh, if I'm thinking about my day, it's like work, full day, full day work, trainings as well. But that can be not every day. So sometimes when it's off season, I can, I can rest and I have off days from training, but I don't have off days from me working on projects. Absolutely. Yeah, I think 
that that rest is important gives you a chance to disconnect in order to reconnect more strongly yeah yeah so i do this for the sport for my diving yeah if um if i was to ask you would you prefer to go forward in time and which time period would that be or back at any point in history which one would you choose and why well i will certainly choose for forward i love science fiction and i when i was a kid i i was reading a lot of books and about future about uh travels to the stars and i think that that for sure i would go somewhere like thousand years from now to see how things go over there like if there's any space travels like some i love all this like science fiction and i think i would go forward for sure nice and where's been your favorite place to free dive or scuba dive um i think one of my favorite places a lot of them like there are so many varieties but mexico is one of them yeah there is a beautiful cenotes like lakes inside of the jungles really amazing cenotes yeah a lot of sea life uh, whales and uh, sharks and uh, uh, like sea lions as well so i love mexico but there are lots of spots in the world like being a free diver you have access to so many activities so many beautiful locations like cenotes or like uh, whale trips uh, to tonga for example to dive mm. uh, in polynesia diving with whales diving with uh, uh orcas and or like dolphins so it's like a lot of lot of places and i try now not to repeat the places i try to go to new places to just discover yeah it's funny you mentioned polynesia actually the the idea i had to to ask you to come on beautiful minds was actually after i finished my interview with the coral gardeners they're based in the tahiti french polynesia and i spoke to a chap mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. uh, tawahu and he i'm not sure if you call that episodes but he he's a free diver and he has a friend who's I think been to like 95, 90 odd meters. And he was talking about emptying the mind and all this, you know, this whole process. And I thought the minute he said it, I thought I have to ask someone who's like a professional to, to learn more about it. I think mm -hmm, it's something mm -hmm. which really fascinates me. And yeah, I'm thinking about taking a course when this is all finished in, um, in the Philippines, because I've done some scuba diving there and I remember they had some free diving courses. So Philippines is great as well. There are some great, yeah, great, places for free diving for sure absolutely can we expect you to still be free diving in 50 odd years is it something that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life i'm sure yes so in 50 years i'll be 80 years 83 years old for sure like i will be i think i'll feel better in the water at this age like in being weightless yeah <laughs> i have friends free divers who are 80 years plus and wow. they still dive like really deep and hold their breath uh so i'm, I'm sure i will be doing it all my life alexa i know we haven't got you for long um how are we doing for time do you have time for a few more or do we save it for a part two for a few, yeah let's do a few, few more yeah let's do yeah. a few more and then like in 10 minutes i'll need to have another meeting sure you let me know <laughs> i was just going to ask about your talks that you give can you talk us through some of them, some of your most uh, memorable ones? Yeah, so uh, one of the, my last talks I did in TED, uh, TEDx, uh, yeah. and it was about ecology, and it was a great, I think, I love the story. So it was, uh, the theme was ecology and plastic in the ocean. I was given the parallel of uh, environmental problems in the ocean with environmental problems on land 
And uh, the way how freedivers see plastic and all this trash underwater is very, very different how we see it on land. And people, when they live in the cities with a like with all their trash being taken away they don't see that it, it, that much right it, it's it's not in front of our faces right and in the water it's very different dimension where we have uh, we can have any wealth amount of wealth in the world but we go somewhere for diving doesn't matter like uh, where and then uh, we got like uh, plastic bags and trash pulled to us and like they go into our face and there is no way like in the ocean to clean it. And uh, like there we face the environmental problems very differently than we do this on the surface, uh, mm-hmm. on land. And uh, like I was diving in a lot of places where it's beautiful, like in Bali, for example, or Philippines sometimes as well. And then it's a beautiful place. And then next day you come and then because of rain or because of like some currents, you get like thousands of plastic bags around you and a lot of trash. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you bumped into it with your face. Yeah. This perspective on how how terrible is it in in the water? It, it really gives you another way to understand uh, how, like why it's better, like why you want to uh, use less plastic. You want to like uh, uh, recycle it and uh, don't just like be careless. Don't be careless about it, right? So this this talk was about this uh, presenting freedivers world. So I talked about what it is to be in water, like all this different. It's like a different universe. You have different rules, different light, different gravity, different, uh, and then trash also have different gravity rules underwater, and then it floats around, and then like this example, uh, and I had really like. Uh, vivid pictures to like I, I took in, in uh, once in Dahab in, in the Red Sea and it was shared with the National Geographic as well this trash picture and it just like shocks people when they see this and like it, it yeah. just like makes them more conscious about it yeah I think visually showing someone something that they would never otherwise see is really important and I think uh, going back to the coral gardeners when you look at their their content it's actually driven by other people capturing you know the positive effect that their work is having i think what you just described the the picture you took and having that uh reshared and featured in so many different places i think that's that's also crucial otherwise you know your words can only go so far you know not everyone has the luxury of of free diving or being able to go to 130 meters um which i think is important because having that impact is the only way you're going to make that change it's been a pleasure talking to you, Alexei. I think, uh, you know, from what I've learned, like, you know, very smart guy, very, very hardworking. And I think that it's shown in the achievements you've made. When I was doing my research, I remember just scrolling through the records and I was like, wow, this is just never ending. <laughs> and I think, you know, that's, that's still at 33, very young. I think, uh, you know, hopefully a few more world records in your belt. So look forward to hearing about those. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Thank you.